Welcome to the Dad Bod Pod. We got episode six, special guest, Stephen Luck is with us tonight. It's your host, Jamie, and special guest host, Commissioner Travis Pakel. Welcome to the show, Trav. Oh, it's so good to be back. Thank you so much. I think your show just took a step up in the right direction. Getting rid of that dead weight. I think we've seen in the NFL with backup quarterbacks that... Next man up. You know, starters aren't guaranteed their job if the backup performs. So right. Here we go. Or if the starter doesn't perform. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's some type of podcast power rankings going on in the group me, but, you know, you got to ride the hot hand. So we'll see what happens after this episode. Once everyone gets a chance to listen, we'll put it up to an anonymous vote. <laughs> anonymous poll. Love those. Um, but our guest today is Stephen Luck. Stephen, so good to have you on the show. Welcome would you, to the pod. It's great to be on. Would you mind? This is Stephen, by the way. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> um, but would you mind doing a little bit of a, a deeper intro, who you are, what you're doing, what, what yeah. are defining characteristics yeah, so I'm I'm Stephen Luck. Um, Luck Luck be a lady. <clears throat> it's not my team, but mm. named after me. Mm-hmm. And uh, primarily, it's uh, about Emily. Yeah, she's a lady. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. I uh, have two lady Lucks in my life that are mm-hmm. pretty significant to me. So um, yeah, like I said, I took it as a compliment, but. Uh, in other in other things I'm involved in, I uh, I manage the fantasy football team, championship winning fantasy football team, mm-hmm. including the Scourge, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, spend a lot of time on that. Um, probably most of my week is spent on my fantasy football team uh, as I break it down hour by hour. But um, I also uh, manage a small farm and uh, have uh, a side. Side construction job, so that's what I do. That's great, and and a full family home life. Who else at home? Yeah, I have. Um, let's see, two dogs and twelve chickens and bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I have three three wonderful children, two boys and a girl, um, nine year old named Adeline. Seven-year-old named Braden and a four-year-old named Stephen Junior. We call him Cars. His nickname short, for, short for Carlton, which is our mm-hmm. shared nickname. We 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 would probably call him Carlton, save for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and uh, the ramifications that might be be there. So Cars is a good nickname for a little guy, and uh, and then my beautiful wife Emily. So yeah, I stay busy with. Uh, what is that, 12, 13, 14, 15, 20, 20 people. 20 people, <laughs> entities. 20, 20 entities, living things, creatures that we, creatures that we care for. The immediate family. What's the, the next, the what's the next uh, addition to the we've, family farm? We've thing? talked a lot about um, pygmy goats, but have not acted on it yet. We've had neighbors that had goats that got away, escaped into the, uh, the highway, and then had to be mm. taken taken somewhere else and um my brother my brother has a neighbor that got what he thought were pygmy goats but the pygmy goats were pregnant with real size goats when they got them so we've been a little bit deterred by that that idea Uh pygmy goats are like a small dog Mm. basically 
And why would you get that instead of a dog? Um, we have two dogs already. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, pygmy goats can produce milk. So, yeah, you can milk those photos were from week two right i'm saying what was week one? Oh, i don't know what oh, you no, no, That's no, no. What would you have you looked into what it takes to make goat cheese because that would um, be the only reason you would want goat's milk right yeah right i've not thought about that okay so but i've not done all my research on that yet I've, like i said i spent too much time on managing my fantasy okay. team you gotta which brings us to a point that was made by an observer of our league. Mm -hmm. um, and before we preface, preface this, I do want to ask seriously, honestly, how much time per week does Stephen Luck spend on fantasy football in any capacity? Um, yeah. I'd like to remind the listeners that I'm not under oath right now. Um, and so I may not be answering completely honestly, but uh, I, I respect would, that. I would say that I probably spend more time per week than the average owner in our league would guess. That's what I'll answer. Because <laughs> the average owner in our league would guess <laughs> there should, zero. There should be an anonymous poll. There should be an anonymous poll about the number of hours that you think that I spend on my fantasy football team. Uh, if I'm answering that honestly, I. Uh, I follow pretty closely on Sunday what's going on, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm usually pretty distracted with the score, which is usually in my favor because my team is strong. And uh, I'm going to take down Jamie this week, and it's not going to be a surprise. But, could, uh, could be a bloodbath. But um, other than that, I don't spend a ton of time watching the waiver wire. I If I feel like I have a need, a positional need, then I spend a more time than people would think trying to figure out a solution to that. Uh, I'm not open to many trades because I feel like I'm probably pretty conservative in, in terms of my approach with uh, it has to be, I would be more upset with myself over a bad trade than happy about a good trade. And so I will stick with the status quo unless I feel like I have a significant advantage in the trade situation. Are you generally risk averse in life? Yes, yeah. as an entrepreneur, I'm, uh -huh. that's I'm, tough. Yeah, that translates to both the farm and the construction business. Exactly. Yeah, those are both really safe uh, things to be involved in mm -hmm. with. So starting your own business and yeah. So, so how would you how would you respond to this comment? And this is from Drew's wife, <laughs> who says that regardless of the standings and how things shake out at the end of the year, Stephen Luck wins the league every year because he doesn't stress out about it and he doesn't waste a ton of time on it. I, I, um, I appreciate that comment. I think that's wise. That's probably wisdom that can only be gained by someone who's not consumed <laughs> by fantasy football. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I will say that if I was going to say one thing about myself in the league, it would be that I get the most bang for the buck. Mm. Um, the most value for time spent by far in the league. One of my questions coming in. Maybe maybe Cody might have me. I don't, yeah, I don't know how much time Cody's true. spending because uh, based on the stats that I saw, he's not he's not on the group me very much. But um, I have read most of the group me comments. I try to keep up with every two hours. I try to go and catch up on what's been said. But it's pretty hard to comment in your yard. 
Um, if you had to describe your current relationship status with fantasy football, <laughs> how would you describe that relationship? My relationship status. I, I, I think that um, I crossed a threshold in the last two weeks where I am more appreciative of the dad bod league strange strange obsession than I am skeptical of it. However, <laughs> that's that's an important threshold. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Or, or at least I have like an understanding of appreciation for it now. Mm -hmm. I will say that there are times where I question what the hell everyone does all day mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or has has that much time. Mm -hmm. But um, I I have to. I have to just tip my cap to, priority, to the amount of effort that goes into the the continuous communication. And I will say that it's. Well, I was joking on my, one of my probably ten comments on the group me about like where are you guys? I'm I like I'm missing you, <laughs> feeling lonely and empty right now. Yeah, you. I you do, some of the song. There is some truth yeah. to the the idea of social media in general, but like a this is different than that. It, smaller group of people that you can feel like you're a part of that are continually communicating with you makes you feel connected in a disconnected world and so there can be some good in that i think to the extent that we uh try to um respect each other in it and not take ourselves too seriously it's good it's a good thing and uh to the extent that people are having a lot of fun with it i think it's a good thing community building i appreciate the um i, I appreciate that sentiment with it and like the uh camaraderie and fellowship that can be created and uh yeah so i'm uh, i think my relationship with fantasy football is healthier than it was before the season started where i questioned whether or not i wanted to be a part of a part of something that took the effort that mm -hmm. it did um I've, I've heard some backlash to a comment that i made on draft night that i'd like to address at some point tonight but no um, better time than the present. Yeah, the, uh, get it off your chest. The comment, the comment that I made was one where I said, I think basically the gist of what I said was that the the punishment last year outweighed the the prize for me, at least personally. Uh, Which say that in a different way. What what did you mean by that? Yeah. So um, for me, uh, the idea of losing the league and having to do five minutes of stand-up would be like i'm sure i would do it and it would be fun and it would be funny and you guys would laugh at my expense and that would be great but it was a strong motivator for me to stay involved which is the perfect part of the purpose of it but i will say it probably detracted from my my enjoyment last last year to have that be uh like i thought a lot more about that not losing was more important than winning <laughs> And I think, that need to up the, I up think the that's buyer. a problem. It's a problem when not losing is more more important than, than winning. Because uh, I didn't really care if I was second from last, third from last, fourth mm -hmm. from last. I just didn't want to be last. And if I, you know, it would have been nice to win. But if I wasn't going to win, it didn't really matter as long as I didn't lose. And so I think that the value that Drew brought with the, there's something mm -hmm. in it for everybody. Every game matters until the end of the playoffs yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. I think that's Huge. a healthy, a healthy improvement. And um, I would encourage the league to think about 
Uh, I, I really like the new punishments because I think having a choice is good and healthy. And um, I think that's that's like probably like Caleb, I think, said at some point, maybe on his podcast, he talked about it. I didn't listen to that yet. Sorry, Caleb. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But maybe he said it anyway. But he said it anyway at Could some point there. that he, if he had a choice, he would choose something other than any of the other things besides the stand-up. So um, I think having a choice, they're all really uncomfortable mm-hmm. things. Like I'm a business owner and I meet with clients and have to drive up with a student driver <laughs> thing on top of the car would be uh, like disqualifying probably in some mm-hmm. way. And a Brazilian wax would be physically painful for mm-hmm. longer periods of time than just the event. And uh, the stand-up is obviously painful mm-hmm. and and wonderful in its own way. So. Right. But I uh, I feel like people have have. have Be uh, curious to me. I yeah. don't see. I don't think that I would have, I, I would not have taken Bell second overall. If it I, is, but I think we should be serious about like let's make punishments that everyone feels. You know, you, you so Travis. Yeah, so Travis, you decided as a commissioner, and you had this power, I guess, because no one said you didn't have this power. That's uh, how it works. Generally. That uh, <laughs> that if someone said hell no to uh, one of the one of the um, options that we voted on before draft mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to happen because of one hell no vote. Mm-hmm. We did not have that same attitude around the punishment. And I think that it might be, it, we had a I majority vote. No, we had a majority vote around the punishment and you this brought year. the vote up. Last this year, year we did. Yeah. And last year you brought the vote up like three or four times before we actually settled on the punishment because we voted it down the first three times. And so, um, we did. We we really did. We voted it down numerous this. times. So I would say that it would probably be good for us to get closer to unanimous buy-in to whatever the punishment is, because I think we might be at risk of ostracizing people with punishments that don't allow uh, preparing my roster as I did in preparing for this pod tonight. So I think that that's part of my openness this year to allowing there to be choice and options because sure. I. I took the feedback that was not just you. Sure. I think Robert agreed. Other people agreed. Right. That fear of the punishment. I think Drew agreed for the record. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, fear of the punishment outweighed uh, enjoyment of the idea of there being a punishment. And, and so I think that's fair. It would be interesting to see the correlation between the people who were in the bottom half of the league for like half the season, mm-hmm. in the second half of the season especially. Like, if they were the people that felt that way more than the people in the top half of the league, they didn't have to fear that as much, right? Which so, half were you in? I was in the bottom half last year. You were? Yeah. Oh. So the I, David Johnson my, injury. My, my injury, two, two years in a row, so I won the league with a major injury, first round pick injury, and then I was, last year, it crushed me. But. Back by popular demand, we have by far our most popular segment, we're here with Caleb's corner, Caleb Fleming, hitting us with the data insights everyone craves. Caleb, what do you what do you have for us this week? Thank you guys again for having me. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited for the popularity, and I'm excited for these few hours a week at work that I get to spend looking at fantasy football data and only feeling a little bit guilty. So I have a handful of insights this week. I tried to focus in on a few different themes. All of it is from our historical league data. I left the group me out for this week. Maybe we'll come back to that next time. But to kick things off, I have, we'll start off a little bit slow. I have what I'm calling the Ironman Award. 
And this award is for two players that have started 49 games in our league, despite their teams only playing in 48 games. And this is a, a nod to 2016 Robert, not his finest year, um, but the, the two players on his team that year that, that led to them being able to start 49 games were Brandon Cooks and Travis Kelsey. That sounds like a pretty decent team. Yeah, you know, the his results didn't follow. It seems like there wasn't a lot of bye week consideration going on. But mm. I think we've talked about this before, that that, that wasn't that Robert was relatively inattentive for chunks of that season. Yeah. I remember being frankly surprised that he came back in twenty seventeen. I'm glad that he did, but I do remember being surprised by that based on some of those bye week starts. And I don't know if I detected a slight uptick in pleasure or excitement that there was there uh talking about robert's misery in this iron man award i don't know i'll let the the viewers and you know, listeners he, he kind called of... me out in the group meet this morning but i'm willing to let that go because there is just a wealth of data that will will do my bidding for me fair enough what else do you have for us all right this is an exciting one this is pretty good i thought this is called the sloppy seconds award so bear with me the explanation is a little bit more detailed I looked at all of the players that played in two or more games for two or more teams in a given season. And the goal of that was to compare their points per game on each of the teams that they participated for. Oh. So we could see, you know, there's been a flurry of waiver wire activity. Are we really getting, are we getting something out of a player that the person that dropped them wasn't? That kind of thing. And by and large, the answer is no. That the performance that you see, the historical performance for a team, is pretty much what you can expect on average. You know, this evens out over three or four years, but um, still, the variance was was very small. The biggest loser uh, was myself, actually. Uh, guys on my team averaged about three points per week less than when they were on their previous team. Uh, and the biggest winners were actually Robert and Steven. And it was about four points more per week on their teams. Interesting. So I thought that was surprising. The most notable piece there is that there isn't really a big gap. Um, the other thing I found in that is that it is better to be second, um, which makes sense. You don't drop a lot of players that are doing well um, unless you're churning the bench. Churn the roster. Churn the roster. So better to be second. The next thing that I have is Yahoo is pretty good at projecting our points for the week. No way. And that surprised me. So that, uh, again, does not is, pass the eye test. This is on average. Uh, it normalizes over time. There are definitely some outliers. And if anything, Yahoo is assuming the best of us too often. So aside from Cody, who's only played in three games, so... Sorry, Cody, I discarded your sample. You basically win every category. Um, so we're not going to look at that. Um, but the largest difference on average between projected and actual is Steven with one point. Yeah. And that's positive, the largest positive difference. Okay. The largest negative difference comes back to Robert. <laughs> and he averages about 10 points. He is projected to have about 10 points more than he actually gets on a given week. Um, but there's something for everyone here. 
So the following lead members are negative, and I'm going in order of in order from worst to or most negative to least negative. Uh, so Robert at minus ten, and then Sean, Zach, Drew, Jamie. I'm in the negative. You're in the negative. Ah. And then Trey. Uh, all of you guys are between negative 10 and negative 2. Travis and I are between minus a half and zero. So pretty much what you see is what you get. And then Matt, Seth, and Steven are the only positive ones. But like I said, the, the max was one. So positive is relative. This next one is called, how come nobody likes Philip Rivers? And... <laughs> Just a top 10 fantasy QB every year. Exactly. He's the fifth highest scoring player of all time in our league. Drew Brees is number one. But 70% of Phillip Rivers' points have been on a bench. I believe that. So I ask again, why don't we like him? Uh, I think he's just not exciting. You know? Do you think it's personality related at all? It could be. I think it's... The Chargers as a team historically haven't been exciting. So I think I'm always a little surprised by the Chargers' performance. And for a long time, he had Antonio Gates. Mm -hmm. And until he got Keenan Allen, you know, like, who's he throwing the ball to? But somehow... He's getting points. He's getting points. And you read it every year of like, hey, Philip Rivers is going to be there in the top 10 at the end of the year. And... You know, maybe you take Deshaun Watson. Maybe you take <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Maybe you take some of these other guys that you think have a little bit more upside. But I 100% believe that Phillip Rivers, top five in points, and 70% of those points coming on a bench. You know who else is up there, top three in bench points all time? Um, Dante Moncrief. No. Irod Taylor. That surprise you? It does. That surprised me a lot. And part of that is Buffalo Bills, and the other part is watching him this year when he's been absolutely awful. Right. In some, I mean, it makes sense. He's a guy that you're not going to start very often. I can see there being value in keeping on the bench just in case, especially the last, uh, especially last year. But yeah, at the end of the day, the the surprise was with Philip Rivers because he is putting up starter numbers. For the most part, he's just stashed and nobody yeah. you can't leave him off. Although, is he rostered right now? Yes. He is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can't leave him off, but you're not going to start him. Although you might be starting him. Yeah, right? I, mean, I, I, would, I would start Rivers. And with Tyrod, too. You seem to have other problems, though. I, I have a lot of problems. There's so yeah. many problems that we'll get to either before or after this segment in the I think my team is broken segment. Yeah, and I think my team is broken. So I'm excited. For More that. to come. A few other a few other miscellaneous ones. Uh, Travis averages five points more a game than anyone else all time. He's right at 115. So kind of recalling the discussion on what it takes to do consistently well. I think Travis's point total is a decent benchmark for it. Robert's the only owner averaging sub 100. Uh, he's at 93. And then I looked at all-time point differential, so points for versus points against. Um, obviously, you can't really affect your points against. That's sort of just misfortune. Right. Um, and I, I fully expected to see Sean here. Um, but the combination of 
Robert's really bad 2016 and then also just getting scored on a lot has him at minus 350, which is almost twice of what the, the next two in line are. And the next two in line um, are Zach and Sean. So those two probably rightfully should duke it out for the, the overrated title. Hmm. The, uh, the mediocrity title there, I thought this was important as I've dubbed myself most appropriately rated. Um, I am at four all time, just the integer four. Uh, and on the very good side is Steven at plus 50. And I want to say that all of these different queries that I've been running have really made Steven look really good. Look really good. Look he's really in, good. He's surprised me that he's in that upper echelon. I sort of, I expect to see Travis and Seth there every time. Um, but really, it's Travis, Seth, Steven, Matt, more than I want to give him credit for. Mm, yeah, I don't want to do that at all. Right. Zach, you can cut that out. Uh, cool. Last category. This is uh, the volatility category. So I wanted to see basically who is the most consistent and who is the most inconsistent in scoring points on a given week. Um, and what I found, this is, again, this goes back to what I said before, of you, sort, you sort of start to see patterns emerge of who is doing really good week in and out. Um, but Seth is the most consistent. Um, and I'll get to what the range on this is, because I think that's really interesting too. But before I do that, Trey is the least consistent. So the, the, a typical variance in our league on a given week is about a 20 point swing. So um, yeah, plus or minus 20 points, which is a lot. Um, Seth is right at 20 in the most consistent and Trey is at 26 as the least consistent. So I think it's fair to say that we are consistently inconsistent. Hmm. I'm going to have to listen to that segment again to figure <laughs> out exactly what just happened. But Yeah, that is all that I have. That is Caleb's Corner. That's awesome. Not Look, featuring Matt Facts. No Matt Facts this week in Caleb's Corner. Rest of the episode, TBD. Right. TBD. We'll find out. <laughs> Well, Caleb, thanks for coming on. Appreciate the corner and looking forward to more data throughout the rest of the season. Thank you for having me. All right. We've uh, got to move forward to, the, yeah. to a new, new segment. So, or not a new segment, but uh, the next segment. Yeah. And he kind of set me up for this one. And I've mentioned having to solve this mystery by the end of the season. But there was one damn naysayer that prevented this league <laughs> from going to keeper auction format and there's been discussion since that point about you know maybe that was for the best and you know I, I think a lot of people have kind of been swayed to that this mystery still needs to be solved you have not cleared yourself you <laughs> have your phone. you have caveated that you're not under oath here so take that into account listeners as he answers but i'm putting you on the spot right now are you the damn naysayer because i think you might be well i think that that's an interesting question because you're positing that there's one naysayer. That's in fact, the evidence would show that there are two naysayers. One who true. voted down the, the idea of the auction draft and the second voted down the idea of the keepers league. And um, so I'm not the damn naysayer <laughs> is what I'd say <laughs> to that question. Are you a damn Are you a Um, This is a... Uh, 
of Dad Pods exclusive. I am one of the two. Whoa! Whoa! We found one. I told you I could do I it. I am. I told you I could do it. I. Do you know which one you were? Yes. I voted down the auction draft. Okay. Um, I didn't realize that in saying hell no, I was voting it down, but I did vote it down um, because I feel like it was it significantly disadvantaged me. Um, <laughs> Trey will appreciate yeah. that kind of logic. Because, because of the lack of research that mm-hmm. I put in before things, before the draft. It, I don't put a ton of time in. Really? Uh, well, I'd say I'm, I'm somewhere more than zero <laughs> and less than Zach. There's a range. And so the rest you know, of the league is also. Right. Yeah. So if the 28 uh, mock drafts or whatever he did um, mm-hmm. leading up to the draft, I, I did not participate in a single mock draft for the league started. But I will say that I feel like I probably have one of the strongest teams. And that's, I think it would not have gone down that way if it was an auction draft. I think it just makes it more difficult um, to, for everyone to evaluate how much money they're going to put on each, each player. And um, I uh, think it's, yeah, I didn't know that I was voting it down by being the single naysayer, but I think I probably would vote it down as a single naysayer still, um, because I think it makes it a little bit more of a level playing field for everybody. And um Maybe that's not true. Maybe the auction would be more, but it's it also more well simulates the actual draft, mm-hmm. right? Um, I like the idea of the 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 fab. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great addition. Yeah. I actually voted against it mm-hmm. officially, but um, I appreciate it. I've not utilized it yet, unless you say saving your points is utilizing it. Yeah. But um, and I think someone predicted at the beginning during the it doesn't carry that I would have done that. <laughs> oh, I'll use it by the end of the season. I'll buy a kicker or something, yeah. Um, all right, well, Jamie found one of the damn naysayers. I did. Well, I mean, I'm not on Ruth, so you could say that you did. Yeah, he, uh, okay. he, he could be lying. It seems sincere. <laughs> and since you mentioned the distinction, I would say more the vote against keeper is more the damn naysayer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the auction format was more... Auction was going to be outvoted anyway. Because yeah. more people chose um, keeper snake draft as their preferred format. So if there were no naysayers on either side, that's what we would have ended up with. Yeah. Matt, can I ask if we vote again, will you keep the same policy as the commissioner where one damn naysayer will will keep us from changing the rules? Is that going to be a consistent policy or are you going to waffle on that? I think with flip-flop? this, it's a consistent policy. Okay. I'm, I'm really glad for... Uh, Everybody knew what they were signing up for when they started this league. And I don't want the league to leave anyone behind. If people want to leave the league, that's fine. That's a different thing. Um, But uh, with this particular issue, um, if everybody wants to change it up, change it up. That's good. Yeah. And I think the main thing about a keeper league for me was just a a sense of longevity longer-term stakes, and I think this rule change, which you guys mentioned a couple times that Drew brought in, is a great way you know, to, to transfer you know some of helps? that year to year. You know what else helps? The dad bod pod, the group me. I mean, we're sort of, we're building a, we're building an institution here. We don't need to keep a lead to, to keep longevity, I think, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Monday Night Football. Hope to see some of you That's there. Right. 
Um, we are going to jump to this next segment, though, where we just quickly recap uh, what happened in week three. So why don't we start with Travis's matchup? All righty, all righty. So we're going to do this quick, not spend too much time. I will note that uh, Yahoo graded my matchup as a D minus, um, which is fair enough. I was projected to score 123.41 points, which would have beat. Uh, we'll see what happens with Zach. He's got a couple, couple aging superstars like LeSean. Which, by the way, is like the worst person to lose to. It's Ugh. bad. It's bad. What was that. his team name last last name? Rolling, rolling with Mahomes. Right, because it's not that anymore. It's no. not that anymore. Um, you're welcome, Matt, for that name that I supplied to you. Um, as the resident Chiefs fan, um, if who are the Chiefs were who are the chefs were was not my name, that would be my name probably. And if I had that Mahomes, which I don't. Um, okay, so you know what, my team's underperforming, and we're going to get back to this a little bit later in the next segment. But um, I'll just say Keenan Allen, three point nine points. Tyreek Hill, six point six points. It's just you know really not going to get it done. I have Latavius Murray in on what looked like a plush matchup. Versus Buffalo, uh, you know, Minnesota's offense had been clicking and he only scored 5.6 points, mainly because he never got a chance to carry the ball. So um, it felt a little bit fluky, except for it's happened two weeks in a row. So maybe that's partly because I didn't start Adrian Peterson, who scored 24 points. I didn't start David Johnson, who scored 14, or Mike Williams, who scored 22. I'm sort of leaving a lot of points on my bench. Um, I'm hoping by midway point in the season, my players that are most reliable will show their true colors and I can settle into something more consistent. But, yep, lost to rolling with my homies and I'm just kind of take... Uh, the, the first reality is that I didn't spend as much time all of last season... Team name every, every week. Yeah, every that's week. Matt's nice little wrinkle this year. What, is, I appreciate. The, what is the... I don't get the comment. The no grade. McNichol is is changing his team name every week, and and I'm trying to understand the no grace no grace um, team name. He's playing Shibboleth, so he, no, yeah, he's playing Shibboleth, right? Am I pronouncing that? Right? That's right. Yeah, Shibboleth, Sean Greer. So um, just a little bit of background. I think, I can't remember. I guess you weren't a part of the league yet at this point. I was um, from the beginning. I was part of the league from the right? beginning. Yeah. So this was the the first draft that we had at Zach's house. Um, the one where who the hell is Paul was also a part of the draft that year. Um, and, um, this is in reference to the debacle of the first, first round pick of Randy Cobb, who had a broken arm. Uh, do you remember this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, offhand comment, which fair enough was true (laughs) that there was no grace in the move by the commissioner. To not allow a take back of a pick in the first round uh, based on an injury. So, and did uh, you allow? You didn't allow it, right? Is I, that... I, I did. I, you know, it was um, an unprecedented occurrence. <laughs> kind of had well, to do some thinking. The league has the... no. It is the first year. Right? Yeah, so it was the a, first year. It, you might have, it. it was either the first year. It was certainly the, first, the first year. Of I, was dad involved, balls. I think. I think it might have been the very first. That was, that was the was very first ball. year. Balls, yeah. So this was pre dad bond. Right. Um, oh. So that was uh but yeah. So check league. your balls was our yeah. our first year's league name because yeah, it was the year of Deflategate, but it was also the year after my 
uh, testicular cancer sort of clear call. So it was uh, sort of a public service announcement okay. and a plate gate joke. Make sure everybody check your balls. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, um, so let that's me, that's what that's in reference to. Let me let me ask you a question. You're the you're the host. I'm gonna ask you a question. Ooh, if you could if you could go back in time to two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, yeah, maybe four. That season, mm-hmm. um, what what would Travis Bikel, commissioner of Check Your Balls, mm-hmm. do if he could go back in time? Would mm-hmm. he stick with his ruling, or would he have grace? That's a really difficult and wonderful question. Trey is going to hate this. Uh, one because I know Trey, <laughs> but uh, I don't think I would have let it got to that point. What I think, does that mean? I think there was a split second between Sean saying out loud that he was choosing Randall Cobb and him putting the name on the board, which maybe was a whiteboard at that point. Okay. Um, in which point I might have said, hold on, stop, don't do that. Do you know? Um, I will say once it's on the board, I don't feel good about allowing like a do-over. Okay. So I still feel like that's sort of the correct call, but um, I want to say there'd be a little bit of grace uh, to try to prevent it, right. which maybe I didn't have ready at hand. Fair enough. All right. And, 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 and uh, when you ask people to veto that trade that you accidentally did. Yeah. Do you feel like that is a is a different scenario than making a pick, clicking clicking on a trade and 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 confirming it? Is that different than making a pick? Uh, yes, if only because it was not based on um, lack of preparation or information. It was literally. I reproposed. I meant to repropose the exact same trade that had just been voted down, and I was in such a fury that I accidentally selected the wrong player on my own team. You're in such a fury because it's been vetoed before, yeah. and so it was. It was. It was not a sort of. Can we have a segment on that. <laughs> we should. <laughs> okay. We should. Yeah. I want to talk about anyway. So, this. but I will tell us about fury. I want to hear um, about this. I was grateful that enough people in the league. Did people vote that? I guess it did get voted down. Yeah. But I will say there are analogs of other people making up. mistakes um, that they, they just clicked on the wrong button and they've come to me and said, look, this is what happened. And I have sort of reversed moves um, as commissioner. Yeah. Situation I I remember, situation. I'm not sure. I feel like I maybe picked someone the next season that was mm-hmm. injured that you were, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Or like last yeah. season. I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But but maybe it feels a little different with me because everyone knows that I'm unprepared, Stephen. Like, I, well, I don't we've, know. we've tried to sort of we try to we're I sort feel of like going having, for them via media. Here. So we're I, not trying to be all hard asses, reasonable, reasonably kind without while still making competitive. Yeah. Right, like that's exactly. the goal. I, I I think that this year having. Um, What's his? What's the, Sumner? Sumner. Awesome. Yeah, Sumner. Shout Sumner out Sumner. Shout out Sumner. That made that made a big difference for me. Um, having someone keeping track of stuff. So, 
All right, sorry, I got a soft right, track. Who's next? I'm not sure if that's a delete. Yeah, that's from Zach. We'll that see. was great. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Zach has full editing powers here, so Travis we'll see what to, happens there. To uh, to honest, there he can. No, he has editing powers as, as the. Um, I have some of my comments have been edited out, mostly when they <laughs> will exacerbate interpersonal communication. <laughs> Just trying to relate. Your hosts here are the only two single men in the whole group. Who's Paul? Who's Paul? For your secret code word. Celibacy. <laughs> Does he have to name his team that to get get credit? I think that was a good twist. Wait, mm-hmm. Is that the other? Actually, you don't get any points for this one, but because the other the other code that. word was Shibboleth. his current team name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that a gibberish word? What is that? Uh, we could get into it. It's uh, not he, worth the airtime. Okay, not worth the airtime. Uh, Stephen, do you have your your week three matchup? Do you remember what happened there? Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, the the big picture for the week three matchup yeah. between Luck Be a Lady and Cleaning the Scourge is that there's a rename in in uh, mm-hmm. in place here, right? Um, I, I will say while this was a don't rename yet. Though. No, no, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen yet. Um, I, it, you know, the big picture for Luck Be a Lady, I feel like Luck Be a Lady had a bad week. This was actually projected to be a much closer matchup than this. I feel like my team's going to continue to perform above probably Yahoo's <laughs> projections. Yeah. But um, I, I think that, that that Pastor Bob had a, had a um, mm-hmm. particularly bad day. Yeah, I mean, with Brady, Brady scoring single digits, that's not going to happen very often. Um, you know, to have a wide receiver with 0.6 points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had two. He had two. Wait, two, three. Okay. Had, no, I'm sorry. Two on the bench. Yeah, he had three players with in in double digits. I'll say um, he he did a good job with this this trade this week. Was a win-win between him and Cody. You like the trade? Did he? Was he the one that picked up running backs, or was that? Yeah, he picked up two running backs and a wide receiver, I think, or one of his running backs. I think it was two wide receivers. Two wide receivers and and a running back. back. He just sort of—I mean, look at his team. It's sort of bad all all up and down, um, or mediocre. So I think he helps his upside anyway. Who did he pick up? Who was the? I think it was Jordy Nelson. Uh, Calvin, Ridley. Calvin Ridley and Isaiah Crowell for Jordan Howard. Yep. So, yeah, that's right. All right. Impressive memory. Anyway, good job. Good job cleaning the score. And for the record, he said on, on GroupMe, because I actually read it, um, that he was just trying to change things up. You know, he felt like people with maybe more potential upside would right. be what he needs. Yeah. He's got to fight his way back. He's in last place right now, and um, yeah, yeah. And there was a reader. Not a lot of sympathy, but there, there was a reader question just asking for your hot take. Uh, you know, there was a joke comment thrown in there by Robert that Cody used to work for him. If he wins, I win. There were some, you know, oh, questions of collusion off, there, offhand right? collusion. Right. Because oh, man. That, I, it's almost like we vote down a trade when we know there's no collusion, and then <laughs> when we think there might be collusion, we don't even worry about it. Yeah. Almost like that. So just what's what's your hot take here? 
Collusion, no collusion, good trade, bad trade. I don't think there's collusion there, um, but um, because I don't think it was that beneficial. But I think the collusion claim is more based on what Robert said there, which is a (laughs) joke on the group me message. But uh, I think that people are probably more suspicious of Travis as as trying to to gain an, an unethical advantage than Robert. But but that might just be because of our perception of some of us seeing him stand up in front of us on Sunday morning and, and you know preach the word to us. So that's um, it's it's maybe not a fair a fair way to uh, to evaluate the situation. I, I think that Travis is probably more scrutinized because one he's the commissioner and two he won the league last year and so and he was in the finals he was in the final game the year before that right. Yeah, two years ago, intense. you and I were within. We were tied, literally tied to the with, in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the final game. So Just you know, and then he, you know, he's good at poker. He's that's true. Like, what are you, a PhD? Like, people look at him and just like see someone good who looking. would. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Great dad bod. Um, he's always posting on social media about like how fast he ran ten miles. I mean, yeah. so there's this just yeah. this sense with him that that he's probably trying to work the like, system. Somehow. He's working the system, or he's just like he's got a superior intelligence where he doesn't need to work the system. He's just he's manipulating me somehow. Um, and then you look at Robert, and it's just um, you know it's it's. Um, you just don't feel the same way. You know, it's maybe more trust with someone who stands up in front of you and, and opens God's word. And, and um, you know, if Travis did that every once in a while, then maybe it would. Um, he isn't. He's a ruling elder in our church. He's, I am. He's not. Uh, he doesn't sure. preach. So, yeah. um, I think there's you know, maybe maybe a little gap in in like um, if we did a like a poll. Hogan, Chris Hogan scores two touchdowns. So you know, maybe don't overthink it a little bit next week, Seth. It's I, it comes with the role. It, it's you know, true. Roger Goodell has a tough tough time maintaining that. Destitute and distraught. Tell us about your week three matchup, and we're gonna we're gonna fly through the rest. Yeah, you know, another one. You look at the Yahoo prediction, which you know, a little bit of foreshadowing here, but Caleb's corner touches on this very topic. Yahoo predicts a 117.94 victory for destitute and distraught, but perceived value actually ends up beating me by over 30. So, Anna, Anna L. King was his name last week. Uh, you won't get that. But. I don't get that. When yeah. you catch up on the pods, okay, it'll, it'll make more sense. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Uh, that you was without a kicker contribution, too, from him. Is he back to perceived value, or is that just because I'm looking at week three right now? Uh, I think I think yeah, you switched he's, he's back, but yeah, Seth spends twenty one dollars on Fab Budget to get Dan Daly, who puts up zero points for him, and I still lose by thirty. So, all right, we're gonna come back to that because that's the next segment. We're also gonna do quickly. All right, who else do we got for the? Who are we gonna try to cover here? Yeah, Shibleth and Constellation by. You want to take that one, Trav? I would love to. So, uh, we had a. Um, Good win. What was the? You guys talked about a figure. You thought 120. You feel pretty confident with a win. Yeah. Like most of the teams that won were right around 120 to 130 in that range. Uh, Constellation by Caleb um, had a wonderful contribution from Drew Brees, which you know, fair enough. That's what Drew Brees is going to do for you um, on a sort of semi-regular basis. 
Will Lutz pitching in with a big contribution as well. Um, Shibboleth, uh, which we'll also come back to in, in the, I think my team is broken uh, uh, segment. Huge contribution from the Saints as well, uh, the other side of the ball, um, but just couldn't get it done. And then we get big balls, Boswell. And bungles are bust. That's so many bees. So, so the team names changing every week. It gets a little confusing. It does. This, this is Zach against Drew. Is that right? That's correct. I'd rather refer to it in those terms. Um, you know, this was close to the rename blowout, but because um, you know Drew was under the hundred point threshold, but um, but it didn't quite get there. And you know, I have um, this was a good win for Zach, and I think that. That Zach is, you know, when he when he was the guest on the podcast, he um, was asked who's the most underrated and overrated players in the league or, or managers in the league. And he was only asked overrated. He voluntarily provided underrated. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> okay. He did. I, I like, and this is a no. I mean, no offense, but I expect more from Zach. And I mean, this is a good showing this week, 140 points. But for a man who does 20 plus mock drafts, I expect him to finish better than he does. And and I am just not scared of his team in any season that we've had. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, if I was if I was trying to find the most overrated owner, I'm going probably with Zach, it, it just uh, based on results, not because of investment of time, not because of. Uh, strategy, and maybe it's just a, a luck, luck kind of thing. Um, Could be luck, you know, because you look at someone like uh, Sean, who ends up inevitably playing the, the person who scores the most points every week. And um, but yeah, big balls there. If your quarterback scores zero points, I beat you by seven. Uh, the kind of win that someone with his level of commitment should be seeing on a regular basis, and. Um, so Sean Greer is vindicated. His clapback is vindicated by Stephen Luck. Uh, big balls, Boswell's is boomer bust. Robert Woods, Carlos Hyde, all coming in. Uh, Cam Newton with big scores. Those are just boomer bust players. So it's gonna have good weeks and bad weeks. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. What else we got? Yeah, and since we mentioned it twice, just to clarify on this rule rename change, uh, this was this was just something that I saw on Twitter. That a random person said, hey, in my fantasy football league, we have this rule. If you lose by more than 50 points, you get to rename your opponent for yeah. until they win a game. Yeah. And I just, I saw it. I threw it in the group me. I said, hey, what do people think about this? Super majority. Once again, we have one damn naysayer that votes against it. And Travis, just as commissioner, do you think there is one person in this league that is against fun? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I've already established it might be multiple people. <laughs> well, I'm I'm with you on the auction thing. Right. So I, I was good with that. You had a rationale. But this one just seems like a fun rule change that everyone was on board with except for Here's one thing, person. I, I made it clear enough that this was not a veto-worthy uh, yeah. right. decision. So people had the freedom to vote now if they just – if it was their preference, right? It takes a little bit of pre- pressure off of 
you know that your no is going to be a fun hating no. Um, at that point, I think it was probably like eight to one. You didn't know. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, are, you just, are you just explaining yourself? Uh, it's just to say that um, it, this one is not the sort of change that so dramatically alters the sort of thing we're doing. Um, it's just a, a new fun wrinkle, so I decided to let it stand at supermajority, and it passed with flying colors. Because right, it doesn't affect the outcome of the league. doesn't affect it, the outcome. I mean, the psychological game. We but have not the actual game. No, it's just, and, it, and it honestly has no real negative effects in the world, because <laughs> you just have a bad team name. For Unless you'd this. like to put your team name out there in some way. Yeah. Right. yeah. And we did have one wrinkle to that. We added the stipulation that the losing team has to score under 100 points for that to come into effect. So. Right. You have to have a bad day. You have to have a bad bad. day and get beat bad. So, last matchup that we have here, What the Bell beats Cream of the Crop. Once again, another Yahoo projection had Cody losing here, but 50 points from Matt Ryan, but we'll see what happens there. Tough one for Sean. Starts off 0-2, continues the trend for Jordan Howard this week, and Cody's all of a sudden looking real strong. So, looking forward to that. But looking at all of these matchups... Every single loser scores under 100 points this week. Every winner scores over 120. All right. What's our next segment? Our next segment is rename your <laughs> opponents. So one of the people in our league actually succumbed to our new rule, which means that he is due a new name, and he is waiting eagerly for this new name. Um, before we get to the new name, uh, Jamie and I thought it'd be fun to play hypothetical, rename your opponent, and say what we would <laughs> rename our current opponent if we win by 50 points. Jamie, go first. Uh, I'm playing Steven this week, and mm-hmm. I would just call him No Luck Duck. Mm. No Luck that Duck. Is it. that because he owns ducks? Do you that's, own ducks? Yeah, that's, ducks. Uh, that's, that's a, a farm reference. He has like 20 ducks. He said that <laughs> at the beginning. My brother wanted to name me Donald Duck Luck before mm. I was born. Donald, my, that's... My parents vetoed that. That would have been a good one. Was <laughs> DB, good, DB yeah. Luck? Yeah. If I beat you by 50, it might All be right. Donald Duck Luck now. Yeah. So uh, I'm playing Seth, Rev Seth Dub, this week. And um, if I beat him by 50 points and get to rename his team... His team will be named Capper Bitch. <laughs> so good. All right, let's go to Robert's team, who is getting a new name tonight. All right, so renaming a team is, is interesting be, because there's a character limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really eliminates a lot of options um, and things that could be creative, or you, or you just have to kind of shorten things, abbreviate things, which is tough. And then within the character limit, space is actually kind of against you as well. So it, it really narrows it down. I thought for Robert, I had a couple of ideas around student driver um, <laughs> and um, Brazilian wax. Can, can, you know, caution student driver and Brazilian wax and what's the deal with uh, <laughs> Brazilian waxes. But I couldn't make any of them really work. Well, and within the character limits, it's hard within the constraints. And so what I came up with was Pastor Bob's wax job. <laughs> with, 
It's 20 characters. Uh, it's it was like perfect. It was uh, it was meant to be. And so uh, right. that's what I'm going with. I will, we go. Uh, and 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 there's spaces between each word. Okay. There's an apostrophe before the S. All all words can be capitalized if you mm-hmm. want to. Can we link the story in the show notes? That's what you say when you're hosting a podcast. Oh yeah, right? for sure. You reference the show notes. Yeah. Can we do it now, or we could just wait till he listens. Or can I, you could, change I it? could maybe just change it. We'll okay, see you have the permission. To, you can change the yeah, we'll Possibly, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, oh, you have powers yeah, that I'd love to investigate. Yeah. Don't, um, don't dig too deep. Okay. All right. So we're on to the next segment, which is a new segment for this week. Maybe it'll be a segment week by week. But um, since we have Stephen Luck here, we would really like to hear some lucky takes. Nice. Lucky takes are, of course, the hottest takes from the mind of Stephen Luck. Yeah. And you guys all know, those of you, those of you who are listening to um, this podcast right now, know how much time I spend on fantasy football. And so you know that these, I've spent a lot of time on these takes. Yeah, more as well. than you would yeah, think. Yeah, I think more, more than, than the average, person. average, average owner would person guess. would think, but less than Zach would spend. Exactly. That's, that's where we are, somewhere in that range. All right, so here are my hot takes. I've got four of them. Mm. Prediction number one Ben Roethlisberger is going to finish in the top three overall. Wow. Wow. Do you have him? I have him. He's on my team. All right. And I think he's going to finish top three overall. Uh, Mahomes, is that pronounced mm-hmm. correctly? That's right. All right. Yeah. Um, is going to score more in the first five games of the season no, don't even than he it. does <laughs> in the last <laughs> however many games are left. 11? Yeah. 11 no, games. I'm sorry. I did that math wrong. He's going to score more in the first six than he does in the last 10. Okay. That's my More fantasy there. points. More fantasy points, not yeah, real you're points. Crazy, you have no idea. But that's a and very uh, that's kind of a jab at you. Sorry, yeah, it's okay. Um, but really, it Matt, that's because yeah, he's not okay. here. I'm disappointed. Yeah, it would be bittersweet if that was to happen. Um, this is the this is more. I don't I don't mean this to be a jab at you, but this is a hot take, and right. so I think you're going to finish in the bottom bracket mm. this year. And I, it's a hot take, and I think it's it's a it's a bold prediction because your team is strong and you're a good good manager. But I have to go on the limb with yeah. something, and I think Sean, who's zero three, is going to finish in the top four of the league. Wow! Regular season, regular season. Yeah, and he's got to start working. I, I guess at five, I think you're going to finish in the in the top bracket. I think Jamie's going to finish in the winners bracket this year. I still have some hope because it's only week four, but it is rapidly dissipating. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one's probably my least confident prediction. Cool. But, yeah, no, you know, someone has confidence. I'll I take it. Compliment. If I lose this week, I'm one in three, and I am rapidly on my way to the bottom half. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that it's, if you keep putting the wrong people on the bench. Honestly, if David Johnson had just gotten injured preseason and never played, I'd, I'd be in a better spot. You, have a, you have a really good team. Win. Yeah, anyway, but we don't have to dwell on that, but that is a very hot take. This has been your <laughs> lucky takes. Um, so we do have one calling question from regular regular host, Matt McNichol, All right. and we recorded this earlier, so. Hey guys, this is Matt. Thanks so much for taking my call. Love the pod. This one's for Steven, and I want to know, what conditions got to be present for you to make a flipping trade? 
where is this fear of trades coming from? Uh, just give me some thoughts on that. I'm trying to get a deal done here. Thanks, dudes, for taking the call. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to go to the um, group me chat that I've personal group me chat I've had with with Matt mm. and and show you the proposed trades that I've <laughs> that I've actually had. So if he oh, thinks I'm afraid of trading, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of trading. I'm just afraid of trading mm-hmm. to my disadvantage. Yeah, so, and you did mention at the beginning of the podcast that you are by nature risk averse. So I think so. I, I, I think yeah. he was playing on earlier comments that you had made to that nature of No, but yeah. let's let's embarrass Matt. Let's okay, yeah. I think, yeah I'm, I think I'm in. Let's so, do it. So um so Matt texts me on Monday and he wants to know what I want for for Jay and um and I told him I would trade him for Lynch. Yeah, that seems pretty fair to me. And that I wanted Brown for Jones in the same trade, which is maybe not fair. Julio? Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't have Julio. No, um, uh, Marvin Jones. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And so, you know. That's kind of a Matt proposal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that half. I was with you on the first half. I tried at least, yeah. <laughs> What's he come back with? And then I, and then I proposed Juju. Instead of? Instead of Marvin. Okay. And I felt like that's more of a fair trade. And he, he was, you know, saying Antonio is the best receiver in the league. And I said, well, not not so far. You know, he's been outperformed and it's a long season. But um, so then I say, uh, so then I propose that we throw in, um, let's see, they can edit this part out, but Coleman for Connor. Because Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman for the Boston College guy, what's his name? Uh, James Conner. James Conner. Right? Pitt. Um, he, he went to Pitt. Pitt? Boston, yeah. whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Same, <laughs> same, same school. Basically the same school. And uh, my, my logic there is that Tevin Coleman, when Devonta Freeman comes back, is still going to perform decently well. And James Conner, if Le'Veon Bell comes back, is going to basically get zero touches. And um, I, I, to be honest, have no idea what's happened this past week with that, uh, with James Conner and Le'Veon Bell. But um, I feel like if he comes back, it's a decent it's a decent trade for him. You know, second half of the season, more points, but it's a risk. And uh, and he turned me down, and he kept saying that it's getting further and further down down the, uh, the totem pole for him. And... Uh, so he said it looks more likely that Bell gets traded or doesn't play. I don't know. Is that, is that still true? Is Bell going to get traded? I think the I, most likely thing is he comes back week 10. Week 10. Right. And he takes on like a 50-50 role. That would be my guess. Yeah, right. it's it's interesting to see what happens when he does come okay. back. Depends how Connor does, I suppose. But. And and then after turning down that proposal, he said he wanted – he what would I want for a combo of Jay and Kelsey? Which – I'd have to be brown and and I basically said I don't see two spots on my roster yeah. that makes sense with that. So to my defense, I he said what I want, I told him what I wanted. I made three Try. four different okay. proposals that you would have accepted. I made an attempt. I think they all were in my favor, but um I have a strong team and so I don't yeah, have any reason to lose yeah. strong players for my team. 
And and he had a, he has a need at running back, and he has a need at tight end. Um, if I traded away Kelsey, um, there's no benefit to me. I mean, I'm I'm losing six seven points a week with that. Um, makes no sense unless I'm getting an equal swap on wide receiver, and I have strong I have strong receiving core. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a good team across the board. Thank you to the app that I paid two ninety nine for. Yeah, so, yeah totally worth it. Um, we have we have established that Stephen Luck is willing to trade. He kind of goes on a sort of Matt McNichol esque uh, tax. <laughs> uh, but you know what? And here's my thing about trades: um, they don't always have to be completely equal. Generally, I prefer when you propose a trade that somebody at least counters. So you know where they're at rather than flat out rejecting. Flat out. Because everybody is for sale. Right. For the right price. Right. And so I like that there was a little bit of back and forth there. That's that's serving the spirit of the league. And yeah, you know, and you can't always come to an agreement. The idea of a trade is that there there really are trades out there that are beneficial to both parties. Mm -hmm. And that does exist. Um in theory at least. But um, I think those are harder. I, I'm not sure that they, they're like, I don't think. Basically just said no, that we weren't quite there yet, but that we would be soon. Um, so I have a strong advantage to one or the other. So Who's, who has won my trade with Sasso? You. So far. Oh, well, so far. Uh, <laughs> the guy on the field. Yeah, but I but think overall. So you're, you're if if you're team. asking me in week four which player I'd rather have on my team exactly. right now, it's so it's Joe be. Mixon. Okay, um, do we have one more segment, or do we have another reader question? We have one other reader question, yeah. and you've kind of touched on a couple of these points, but Caleb wants to know, is it really just a $1.99 app and then looking at Yahoo? predictions each week or do you follow football do you have a favorite team like that's what, a good question, are, question. Are, are you just going adp on draft day and then best lineup you can put out there per week yeah i i'm i'm pretty by the book with it i don't watch a lot of football i watch if i'm hanging out with guys but i don't really have a team i used to watch i used to follow the the redskins or the washington football team as seth would refer to them and um but I don't really care anymore. I um, I would put it this way. I I grew up in Charlottesville and was a pretty big UVA fan growing up. And then I went to UVA. And so if so, I'm, I'm still a pretty big UVA football and basketball fan. And uh, it's really hard to watch them play football on Saturday and then care about football on Sunday. <laughs> and so I think it's probably easier for someone who's a tech fan, for example, to watch, engage with the sport of football on a Sunday and uh, and have emotional energy to put towards it. But, you know, when you've cared about it for a long time and you get your basically your team is crushed every week, then uh, then you lose. You learn to basically not care about, about it. So it could push you in the other way. You could in the other direction you find another team. But By yeah, way, I, I think it's I think it's time for a live update. Live yeah. update of Des Detroit. Des, and Des, Des Trot. Whoa. Versus Clooney the score. Look at this. We have a um Are you watching? Yeah. Jared I've Goff is doing an Andy Dalton impression. Doing an Andy Dalton. He's currently projected for forty-four point nine six points. 
And Todd Gurley is sort of, he's doing what he's supposed to do. But this is an interesting matchup right here. I think Joking we might have up. an upset brewing. Yeah, and when you go against Todd Gurley, you're honestly just hoping that he doesn't put up 40 points. Yeah, yeah. So if he stays in this, like, 20, 22 range and, you know, Goff scores another touchdown for me, yeah. I'll come out of this game feeling hopeful. Yeah, All right. Yeah, four touchdowns in the first half. That's strong. That's something. You might be renaming any of the scores this week. <laughs> Donald Duck Luck. Could, Donald could, Duck could, Luck. could be the team name <laughs> next week. All right. But that feels dad joke-esque. Donald that Duck Donald yeah. Duck Luck mm-hmm. just, you know, going for it. And mm-hmm. Travis, you posted a really interesting article in the group me this week, which I think there have been a couple other articles that have made their way to the group me, but not a lot that have, have kind nothing of to do with football or fostered discussion mm-hmm. in, in an interesting way that this one did. So could you quickly just recap that article or salient points from it that you think we should know about? Yeah, sure. So the article, uh, the dad joke doctrine um, on the Atlantic uh, was just a a really delightful find for me this week, Um, mainly because I am a just hopelessly dad humor type of guy. I mean, it is just sort of a little bit over the top sometimes. Um, But I think it's really interesting when sort of articles like this or probe like what is it about dad humor that makes it dad humor i mean what what is sort of the there there and i found this article really helpful i mean it, it talks about you know okay we all want to say dad jokes are cheesy right i mean that's sure what, you know cheesy jokes means dad humor but it says okay well that's that's often true but you know there's a lot more to it really if you sort of look at how dad humor tends to function it um for example, is often simple, simple enough for small kids to understand, right? So this is an important element of the, the dad humor is um, what's what's called its crushing obviousness, <laughs> um, which means that it's accessible for really, really small kids, but um, also sort of part of the way that dads tend to try to relate to really small kids, um, which means that they always, dads typically always want to harken back to this moment where their jokes are funny to little kids. And so they hold on to this moment of humor just a little bit too long where it becomes both funny and totally embarrassing <laughs> for their kids. Uh, and that's part of the charm of the, the dad joke, which is, I think, um, really lovely. And related to that is also the fact that um, dad jokes and dad humor tend to be more enjoyable for the person who says the joke than for the person who receives the joke, which <laughs> is why it's sort of a self-perpetuating type of humor because you can sort of use it over and over because if it's funny to you. It doesn't really matter whether it's funny to other people. Um, and then the last element, which I think is really interesting from the article is, is that it's not typically very mean because it's sort of um, accessible for little kids. You don't want it to be sort of dark or brooding. Um, so it's, it's not exclusionary. And because it's so simple and crushingly obvious, like everyone can participate, which I think is also a really neat, really neat thing. So I thought, you know, I mean, we got a a league called the Dad Bods and the Dad Bod Pod. And um, it got me thinking today, actually, that I think that there's a natural affinity between fantasy football and dad joke humor. Um, And if you look at sort of team names, I think that that's sort of where you see it most obviously, right? 
um, keep calm and carry on, right? Um, or rolling with my homies, or, you know, these are all, it's puns, right? right. Because puns are typically associated with dad body humor, so, dad humor, so. Um, I don't know, I just thought it was really interesting, worth sharing to the league, and I know that Seth appreciated it. Uh, Steven, you seem like somebody who appreciates a good dad joke, at least. Yeah, I do. I do like a good dad joke as a dad with three kids. I uh, I can make my kids laugh, but I can't really make anyone else laugh. So that's, <laughs> it's uh, it's also easy, mm-hmm. easier to tell a dad joke. than uh, your kids are like, I mean, when you're a dad and you have kids, they like admire you and look up to you and like they think what you say is funny anyway or cool anyway. And so it's, it's an easy audience, which is nice uh, compared to the, you know, the group me audience or the dad <laughs> pod audience, which is a little bit, a little more critical, a little bit harder to, to please. So yeah, I, I will agree. And I think uh, there is, there's definitely a, an art to a dad, a dad joke. And uh, I think we've all been embarrassed by mm-hmm. dad jokes. We can all relate to that. Some, some level. My dad is, is <laughs> like a, is, is, uh, you know, my dad. Yeah, he seems like he's, <laughs> he's got some. He's very, he's very much in that genre um, of dad, dad jokes. And uh, I love him for it. So, yeah. So that brings us to our final segment of the day, uh, which is fantasy football dad jokes. Um, and just to sort of set the stage here, you know, we're sitting in Jamie and Matt's apartment. We're sort of surrounded by empty beer bottles and, uh, a Bud Ice 40 over there, which nobody's <laughs> touched yet, uh, which Stephen brought, uh, you know, there are some sort of nice, nice painting over here and some nice lighting fixtures yes. hanging above us. I don't know that they're the nicest lighting fixtures, but they're definitely up there. Very cool. Which is an example of a dad joke. <laughs> if you didn't catch that already. Uh, okay. So just, I, it came with the apartment. We didn't put those in, but as long uh, as there's a the joke lighting pictures above us are definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. So uh, I thought it would be fun to share some fantasy football dad jokes that are 100% original. I thought of them today while I was on a run. And uh wanted to share them with you today but first i wanted to share a little bit of fantasy football news um which you may not have heard of um did you guys hear that the buccaneers have confirmed ryan fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback this week no yeah yeah the coaches determined of all their quarterbacks there's no better fits ah (laughs) Uh, in other news, uh, the Patriots. <laughs> there's, there's more? Yeah. yeah <laughs> the Patriots. Yeah. Tell me about the Patriots. You wouldn't believe that, you know, these were completely made up by me. Uh, in other news, the Patriots, they're giving Josh Gordon a go at wide receiver this week. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. What, what are they doing there? Yeah, they've, um, they've actually even already determined his first route of the season. Yeah, it's kind of a trick play. Um, designed to get the other team's attention. Naturally. So, yeah, he's actually been practicing it for years. Uh, so this is what he does. is He does 12 steps before falling. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about why or why that might, may or may not be a dad joke. It's a little bit mean, but uh, 12 steps. 
Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Right. Sorry. That that one takes a little bit of context, though. Yeah, yeah you have to you, know you have, who you Josh have, you have to know the history. That's a little bit true. more subtle. And it's it's subtle. kind of dark. Okay, you, said, you said they're not dark. Yeah, okay, so that is, that, that is that is a little bit mean. Um, fair enough. I'm so, there now. I, I get it, though. Okay, all right. Um, so Kareem Hunt's production is down this year. Mm. It's getting a lot of people worried. Uh, the Chiefs are actually very happy. Because he's making a major contribution in pass blocking. Did you guys see what he did to the 49ers linebacker this week? Uh Uh-uh. He totally creamed him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that one worthy of your dad? Like That's on level? Creamed him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last one was too dark for that. Okay, okay, (laughs) fair enough. Yeah, I, I think so. this is a good bar, actually. I think my dad is probably a really like, good like bar for uh-huh, dad, dad, uh-huh. dad dad jokes. Yeah. All right. This is um, the last bit of news. Uh, finally, the Detroit Lions are playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After upsetting the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. their running back, Carrion Johnson, seems to be on the verge of a breakout. Should be. But that's not worrying Cowboys defenders. Yeah. They asked defensive end Demarcus Lawrence what he knew about carry-on, and he said two words, dead meat. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's my last dad joke. Uh, if you need to look up what carry-on is, <laughs> C-A-R-I-O-N. Uh, that, one, that one's a little bit uh, too subtle because most people don't know that. But oh, I liked I it. Think it's a, I loved it. That's quality. The frequency of words with within a message and relative to all other messages. So it kind of dad, like, dad, think, dad bods, dad jokes. Yeah, I think like uh, if you watch the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. I feel like there's maybe some dad some dad jokes in the opening. You know, the opening whatever they call it, the segment. Yeah, you know? it felt like that. I, you could do. Have you thought about? Late night television as a career? I uh, have not, but if this whole academic academia thing doesn't fall, doesn't work out, then maybe I'll give it a go. There you go. I do like Jimmy Fallon, mainly because he likes to laugh at his own jokes, I think which is, I think, and that's a totally right. bad humor sort yes. of thing. He is, uh, yeah, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even back to the SNL days, mm-hmm. great character all the time in sketches, and yes. lot, I love that. There's something refreshing about it. Well, this has been awesome. Was really hoping to get Zach an episode with less than an hour and twenty minutes of pod time, but I I don't feel bad about it at all. So we'll see what he cuts us down to. But <laughs> you know, it could be an hour and fifteen minutes for our yeah, listeners. There you go. I think just it was a good pod. I think he should just not edit it. Yeah, let just it be out there. Just let it go. Let it run. Uh, well, Steven, it's been awesome having you yeah, on the pod. Thank me on. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Any any closing thoughts? Any closing words? Um, I'd just like to say that I appreciate um, Zach thinking that I'm undervalued as an owner. And um, I agree with that. I'm, I'm undervalued <laughs> as an owner in this league. And just because I'm not commenting on the group me doesn't mean I'm not reading it. So. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself what you say about me. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. All I got. Don't don't say anything (laughs) bad about Steven. Travis, can't thank you enough. 
for stepping in as co-host this week. I'd say there there's not a better fits in the league. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks for stepping in there. This has been the Dad Bod Pod. Go fall on a well. <laughs>